and they need to go hide in a hole for a week to recover. Um, I do that and it gives me energy to want to do more, you know, so I, I enjoy that. I like the attention. I like the interactions with people after the, the engagement and everything. Um, and I, you also want to help people, you know, and so uh, I don't want to paint this like altruistic picture that I'm, I'm just 100% a giver. Uh, I want to get mine, but I do love people and I'd like to leave the world better than the way I found it. Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. All right, we're already recording, so I'll count us in here. What is up, podcasters? It's Dave Mormon, home service business coach. I've got my buddy, my pal, my long lost brother, the Bobby Walker himself. Bobby, how are we doing today, man? I'm doing good, Dave. How you doing, my friend? I am doing awesome. I'm glad to get you tied on for at least 30 minutes here. I can promise the listeners 30 minutes of Bobby's precious time to drop some value bombs on you today. How's that sound uh, to you, Bobby? We'll see if I can answer one question in less than 30 minutes, but, but you knew that when you invited me, so we'll... we'll I think we'll make some beautiful music together. <laughs> I love I love it, man. I want to hear from you. Um, for, first of all, for those of you in this space, you've probably seen this guy with the beard on, on YouTube. Um, you've probably helped a lot of people, Bobby, even join the industry. But put it in a nutshell because you've grown tremendously fast uh, the last few years. And just we get a lot of new listeners on this show. And so maybe... Let's first start with someone's never heard of you. Maybe give us the two-minute elevator pitch, yeah. you know, who you are and kind of what even made you be a, a crazy entrepreneur. Yeah, uh, great. I love answering this question. So um, so if you, if you don't know who I am, uh, so I, I married my high school sweetheart. I've been married, I don't know, 20-some-odd years, 22, 24. Feels like, you know, it only feels like 50, but love you, baby. Um, but no, I actually have an amazing wife. So uh, I've been that guy that got married, you know, basically when I was still a kid, I've got three kids myself. My youngest is 18. My oldest is my business partner in my pressure washing company that uh, actually I started right around the same time you started yours, Dave. I don't remember. Yep. You started in 2017, I think, right? Yep. 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 And um, so, uh, and I'll talk a little more about that, but uh, my oldest is my partner in that. My, um, uh, my wife and I were not entrepreneurs, and honestly, we were big scaredy cats and would never uh, pursue things because of a fear of loss, and we never really looked at the gain that we could potentially have, so we were petrified by fear, and uh, I kind of got trapped with a decent career that was just good enough to kind of hold me there, but it wasn't fulfilling in any way, and uh I always wanted to start a business, but like I said, I just never got over that hump. You know, it was some romance that I wanted to pursue and, and, uh, the corporate world helped me out. Uh, the corporate world said, Hey, we don't need you anymore. <laughs> so, so I, uh, I found out one day that I was losing my job, uh, due to a merger. And the next day, 
uh, I don't know if you've ever, if you talk about him on your show, but I think you know of him, Keith Kalfas, yeah. uh, who's real popular in our industry. And mm-hmm. I'd actually stumbled across a video of Keith's, who at the time I had no idea, no idea who he was. And there was some dude that was just saying, here's how you can start a window cleaning company with no money. And I thought, huh. So I watched the video. Two or three hours later, I found out I was losing my job. So the next day, my son and I drove to Home Depot. We spent about 120 bucks or so. Um, we just pulled that video up right there in the middle of Home Depot. We bought two of everything the guy said to buy. And um, we've transitioned into a paver ceiling and a pressure washing company. We don't really do a lot of windows anymore. We still do them. But uh, five years later, we've done, I don't know, uh, probably $3 million, you know, ish, uh, give or take, maybe a little more. Uh, but we've done about $3 million in our first five years. So we're not like changing the world, but we're, um, but we've changed our lives, you know, and, and, and I want to be clear, that's top line revenue. We're not, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not pocketing $3 million. Yeah, yet. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, the bottom line is not as pretty as I want it to be right now, but we're, it's, like I said, everything's serving me well. And, um, yeah, so I, I we started this business because we had to, and um, uh, since then, my wife uh, she decided to quit her job on a Friday and start a business on the Monday, and wow. and I don't know what happened. She just got possessed and did that. So my daughter, who's nineteen, uh, the two of them partnered on an interior cleaning business, and my oldest son and I are on the exterior side, and my youngest son, I hired whenever he got out of high school this year and fired him within about three weeks and he's <laughs> kind of doing his thing right now, you know, going yeah. to school and, yeah. and, and that's that, you know, and, and then you would, if you don't know me, the reason Dave said, uh, you know, you might know who Bobby is. When I, when I started the business, uh, we had just moved to Florida. We just moved to Orlando and I didn't have any friends here and, and didn't, uh, my support structure was my wife and my kids. And I was so terrified with everything when we had started the company, I didn't want to go home and just dump all that stress on my wife. And she would have taken it, you know, cause she's my partner and she's there for me, but I didn't want to do that to her. And I thought, you know, I need to get this out somehow. And I thought I'll journal. And then I thought, who am I kidding? I'm not going to write anything down cause I don't do that. So I thought, oh, I'll make a video diary and uh, I'll, you know, I'll go back and watch the videos one day. And then I thought, well, my phone's going to fill up really quick with storage. So I put it on YouTube. So it wouldn't fill up my phone with storage. And yeah, Next thing you know, I'm one of these, you know, alleged YouTube gurus. And I say that uh, <laughs> with a, a, a tongue in cheek there, but, uh, but I've just shared my journey along the way. So a lot of people do know me um, just because I, I'm not a how to do it guy, because I don't feel I've got it all figured out, but I'm a, this is what it's like kind of yeah. guy. So if you're interested on that, then you can watch that and see what it's like. Yeah. For listeners journey of a new entrepreneur on YouTube, that that's pretty standard. I feel like it's standard procedure in, in our space to go check it out. And, and Bobby, what I've liked about you, I followed you. Then I met you at uh, Kurt's Responsicon last year. I think Yep. it's the fact that you just keep things completely raw and real. I feel like you don't edit videos, at least they don't seem like it, which I like. And it's Mm. just like, you didn't come from, you know, entrepreneur, Silicon Valley, silver spoon money. You're just like, yeah, I lost my job and I went on YouTube and started a business. And it's just for me, man, that is just inspiring why people are like, I can know, like, and trust this guy and I'll watch his stuff. So I think you have a special knack for that. What I want to hear is like quick growth. Yes. 3 million. Amazing. How are you? The big thing I want to get from this interview burning to me is like, 
talk to me about how do you juggle because you seem like a great dad great husband too and i realize nobody's perfect but how do you juggle like these business pursuits mm. and then make sure you show up at home as well for your family and obviously this entrepreneurial disease has almost infected your family a little bit it sounds like in a good way <laughs> but how do you like just juggle it all so when you look at a week you're like i gotta show up here for my business and show up on the home front talk yeah. about that for as long as you like uh, this is a great question uh, before i answer it i want to say this for dave you know what this is like whenever you do a podcast and youtube channels and stuff guys i don't know if exactly if it was three million so if it was like 2.6 and i say three million in six months hey suck it i just i, I didn't i didn't pull the report <laughs> okay but I, I just know it's close to that but anyway um yeah you know work-life balance essentially is kind of what you're getting at or entrepreneur you know life balance uh I, I i don't think that i have the qualifications to write a book or anything on this but i can definitely share my experiences so anecdotally i can tell you what's worked really well for us and and the first thing is I'd say we've never looked for a balance. You know, we've never said, okay, you know, we can put this many hours into the business this week and this many hours on a date night and this many hours with the kids. We've never done that. We've just prioritized things and said, we're going to make sure that we have family time and make sure that we have date nights and make sure we do that stuff. And there's times where you might go two or three weeks and you, you don't see people very much, but there's also times where we might have a couple of weeks where we don't work very much and, and we have a lot of fun. You know, I live here in Orlando and my wife and I might go to Disney World three or four times in, in one week, you know, just, be, just because we want to and we can. Yeah. So um, not a real sexy answer, Dave, but I, I think really what it comes down to is we, we only have so much bandwidth to get things done. So we, you got to make priorities and uh, and it's okay, in my opinion, and in my experience, if uh, everything wasn't even this week or this month, as long as, uh, you know, here's the best way I can describe it. There's a book I just actually recommended on Facebook today called His Needs, Her Needs, Building an Affair Proof Marriage. It's a great book, a great relationship book, even if you're not in a romantic relationship, okay? His Needs, Her Needs, Building an Affair Proof Marriage. I read it 20 some odd years ago. And the book talks about this concept of a love bank. And I, I don't think this guy created this concept, but he talks about it in the book. And he says, essentially, you have an account. You, you, every human has like a bank inside of them. And every human you interact, you open an account in their bank, their love bank, you know, that's inside of them uh, every time you interact with someone. And the way you have a good life and a good relationship with someone is you make sure you're putting more deposits in than you are withdrawals. So every positive thing that happens in your interactions is a deposit into that account. Every negative thing is a withdrawal from that account. So your job is to make sure you have this real fat, you know, balance in there. And that way, whenever there is the business trip that comes up or there is the, the late night thing you got to do at work, or maybe it's the, Hey, I want to go fishing with the buddies, you know, and you know, up in Minnesota in the winter or something like that. You don't run into problems because you have plenty of money to make that withdrawal. So, so I think that's probably the best analogy or the best thing I can say that's really worked for us is we've prioritized stuff. Not everything gets done. We make sure that the important things get done. And when we get to the end of our day, 
we're not too worried about what didn't. Does yeah. that make sense? And the, you know, it, that's super good, man. So just to recap that book, His Needs, Her Needs, Building an Affair-Proof yeah. Marriage. So I'll link that up in the show notes because that that's a super good resource. I'm sure some people will check that out. It'll help a lot of people. But like, how do you actually go about, do you guys tangibly plan out the week? Because I know in, in my schedule, I try plan out my week, maybe 70%, maybe, because I know you're going to get those Slack messages, those phone calls that yeah. when you run your own business, guys, you might be nodding along. There's certain things that just cannot wait, right? You're not going to tell a customer if there's a problem, you know, I'll get to that next Monday. It's like, this needs to kind of get done like tonight or like first thing. So how do you create that space uh, with with your family and also your business to mm -hmm. to try win on all fronts, or is it even possible? Well, well yeah, <laughs> again, and I don't want to. I hate to be a broken record. I think you can win on all the fronts that matter, right? Yeah. You know, we we got to choose. You know what they are. Um, I'd probably have a different story I was telling you if I was also a professional. Yeah jet ski racer and also yeah. a professional fisherman and now now all of a sudden i can't do everything right yeah. um so i think so to directly answer your question no we don't plan them out very well now we might plan going out or something in advance yeah. but tuesday night is not date nights for us right um it's just whenever whenever we feel like it and we want to do it we do it um so probably to my detriment we we are not real regimented on on how we handle those things we just always try to make sure that we're focusing on the important stuff. And, you, and, and the truth is you do have time to take care of the business and you do have time to take care of the family and you do have time to take care of yourself. You know, yep. you can, yeah, now I'm not the uh, embodiment of health and fitness, but, but, you know, if we break it down to those basics, taking care of yourself, taking care of your family, taking care of your business, you know, sure. Maybe you need to make that sacrifice and you don't have the hobby right now, right now being the key keyword, because if you're in that early stage of your business, but, um, but yeah, Dave, I don't have a real sexy answer. It's just yeah. we make sure that we do the things that are really important. And sometimes, uh, all the time <laughs> for me, a guy that's unorganized like me, it's like plate spinning. You know, you, I got five or six plates spinning on a stick and I'm just kind of going back and forth to each one, just making yeah. sure it's got enough momentum, if you will. And yeah. I, I know that's really got a negative connotation to it, but, um, uh, but in the most positive way, that's kind of how so you don't have a morning routine where you do stretching and yoga for 40 minutes then you read a chapter and then you go on <laughs> your with your day yeah no i'll tell you what though it, and i don't want to draw this thing out too long because i know we're limited on time but i actually just finished a program uh, called 75 hard which is nice. a, like a mental and physical mm -hmm. challenge for 75 days and you got to be on a diet and exercise and all this stuff and it made me realize that's when i do actually operate the best so uh, I think I'm going to go into something like that because the, the morning routine of that 75 heart actually helped me out quite a bit, but I just finished it and I think I've gained 10 pounds because I thought, ah, I'm going to eat a couple things and then I'll get back to it. So, yeah. uh, I'm so you did, you did a, the full 75 days, hey, you, you yeah. did it. It's amazing. I saw some of your progress you posted on social. I didn't know you actually completed it already. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I think I did like 79 days because I had to reset, you know, if you yep. don't, if anyone that's listening that doesn't know, it's just a series of things you got to do every day. And if you miss one thing, even if you forget your progress photo, you have to start back over on day one. And I had to reset around day four, you know, three or four or something like that. Is but that yeah, right, it, it, was, eh? it was great. Yeah. 
So what I know, you you have no alcohol, you exercise two times a day, um, you drink a crap ton of water. What are yep. the other stipulations? On yeah, it? so two 45-minute workouts a day, one must be outside, a gallon of water every day, 10 pages in a nonfiction book. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to take a progress photo. Uh, I think I mentioned you can't drink alcohol for the 75 days and mm -hmm. I think there's something else right now, but I'm on the spot and I can't remember, but so that's you, kind of the gist of it. You dropped, uh, like you look significantly more in shape. Hey, like it seems like this really changed your life. Yeah, no, it, it was hugely impactful so much that I've gained 10 pounds cause I've been a lazy biatch, uh, since then. But, uh, but it was, it, I dropped, uh, I think 35 pounds. I, wow. I, uh, I was, almost 280 when it started and uh and that is big but i'm a big i'm six four and i got a big frame so yeah. i was definitely overweight uh but dropped about 35 pounds and almost lost the belly and and i probably got another 20 pounds to go to, to yeah. be looking good so. it's amazing man so i want to segue you just came off the the huge convention uh i want to hear all about it in however best you can summarize it but i know there's a future event coming for next year so i kind of want to just hear how did the event go because i want to say are you one of the owners there as well yeah so uh, the huge convention uh i've been an attendee of the huge since 2017 when i started my business and uh it's been very very hugely uh pun intended impactful you know for my son and i and i had an opportunity with a few guys in my mastermind group we got together and bought the thing is the short version of the story. And I'm, I'm the smallest owner. I, I'm saving some money for a house. So I didn't get to buy as much as I wanted, but, <laughs> but anyway, we've, we bought this thing and um, it was really terrifying because it's the biggest event in our industry, biggest trade show, most attendees and all that stuff. And we were like, Oh shoot. We hope we don't screw this thing up, you know, but, uh, but we just finished the event about almost a month ago and uh, had a great event. You know, we had some, uh, admin issues that were our faults, you know, the signage wasn't good and there was a little confusion on where a class was or this or that, but, uh, the speakers knocked it out of the park, the trade show and all the vendors just absolutely killed it. And, um, really, really proud of it. And, you know, we do it every year, uh, in August. So, uh, the next one will be next August in Nashville, Tennessee, and you can go to the huge convention.com and, uh, get more info. It's amazing, man. Yeah, a couple guys I work with went and just were raving. I saw a couple pictures, man, like the, I think it was in the Marriott Hotel. Like that just looked state of the art. You guys didn't cheap out where you were hosting it. Yeah, no, th that particular hotel, it, we're not going to probably won't be going back to Atlanta just because it's Atlanta. But, um, <laughs> the, but that hotel, it, it is awesome. It's actually featured in like the Hunger Games movies and it's mm -hmm. featured in the Loki TV series because it's so like epic in there. But, uh, but next year we actually upgraded. So we're, we're going to be at the Opryland Hotel next year, which is like three times bigger than this place. And yeah. you can get lost inside of this thing. So yeah, su super excited about it. And uh, honestly, one of the projects I've worked on that I'm most proud of, uh, you know, I didn't build the thing, but just to be able to have my name on it and be a part of one of the people that are, that are doing it. Uh, it it's such an honor and, and I'm really proud. Well, I think it just comes down to impact too, right? You think about you clean someone's home or seal their driveway. They're happy. They give you a Google review. Like I'm not saying that stuff's got away from us, but I think that you've been in the industry now four or five years. Mm -hmm. This is a way 
like man you and Caleb showed up to this thing I would say that conference helped change you guys's life and set you on this trajectory if you yeah. can now give back in a similar component it, it's got to feel pretty rewarding for you having I would want to say hundreds of people went to this event if not probably over a thousand like it seemed yeah. very well attended yeah we think there was uh we had a thousand seats out in the main session on the first day. It looked like about a hundred of them were open wow. and not everyone was in there. So I'm estimating we had a hair over a thousand there, wow. but, but yeah, I'll tell you, Dave, and I want to be careful when I say this. So listeners hear me out. My business is messy. My life is messy. You know, I, it is what it is. I just like attention. So I do the YouTube thing and all that stuff, but so, but not because of my greatness, but just because of my willingness to share. Right. Um, I was able to talk to a lot of people and I get this, I get to do this a lot and, and it is rewarding to your point, Dave. And I got to talk to a lot of people at the huge convention this year, first time I've met them in person and they'll, they'll just come up and like say, man, thank you so much. I started my business because of you and now our life is different. And, and, and that's, it's very humbling because you know what your life is like, you know, and you're like, oh gosh, if you only knew, you know, if you really knew you wouldn't yeah. be, you'd be saying this, but, but the truth is you know, they weren't inspired because, you know, Dave Mormon is perfect at running his businesses or because Bobby Walker, if I can talk in a third person is excellent at running his business. You know, it's inspiring because we do kind of roll back the curtain and let people see the, the dark side and the failures. And that's one thing I've always been committed to is, you know, you're going to get to see the good and the bad. You get to see when I'm on the mountaintop and landed the big job, but you also get to see when my son and business partner wants to quit because I'm an overbearing a-hole and, and I, I was just being a bad leader in the company or, or when I had to fire my other son and, you know, and, yep. and I, or I've got a video on my YouTube channel of me laying in my bed from three years ago. And I made a private message to myself. I just finally made it public where I, um, I was depressed and didn't want to get out of bed because I, I didn't, it's not that I didn't want to, I didn't get out of bed for, I think two or three days because I was just discouraged. Yeah. And, and, um, but the reason I like to share that stuff is one, I want to go back and watch it, but myself, you know, when I'm on the beach one day with my fruity drink and enjoying all the fruits of my labor. But I also know that that kind of stuff helps me when I see other people be real about it. So I, I kind of try to pay it forward, you know, in, in that way and just, let you, let you know that this thing is freaking awesome and it freaking sucks and and that's yeah. beautiful yeah yeah that's what people love man the the messy imperfect parts and i think that's what gets people to trust you right it's just sharing mm -hmm. this is great but you're not waving around wads of cash on instagram that you know <laughs> this is so so easy so that yeah it's it, it's such a good point to touch on another thing i've not heard from your content i don't know how much you want to talk about publicly but what's the end goal for for you are you wanting to maybe one day sell this company do you want to have a management team run it you've now got your your toes in the huge you're doing some coaching like what do you have an end goal because i i feel like if you're like me yeah, the beach sounds alluring, but I feel like we could spend three days on the beach and we already have a new business cooked up that we yeah. are ready to go. So <laughs> is it talk to just like high level if 10 years, 15 years down the road, it might be even hard to imagine that, but where, where do you see this thing going long term? Yeah. Uh, so first off, I'm completely happy talking about all that. Um, I'll start out with a, a great little quote from the, the movie, the dark Knight. you know, uh, Christian Bell, dark Batman with Heath Ledger. 
and Heath, the uh, the Joker, he goes, "I'm just a dog chasing after cars. I don't I don't even know what I would do if I caught one, you know." Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of where I'm at right now. Is I'm like, I'm just pursuing this American dream thing. My business honestly could be better off than it is right now if I was enjoying a little less and working a little more. But I'm letting the business serve me, and I'm enjoying enjoying a bit. You know, I'm not keeping as much cash, but I'm getting a lot of time to do what I want. But the bottom line is I don't know exactly what it looks like, but I can tell you that I, things that I want to do, I want to invest in businesses, you know, so I want to be an owner from an investor's standpoint. Um, and I got some progress to make there. I, um, you know, I, I see some uh, real estate investment in my future to, to create that sort of passive income. But I also, my, my bucket list thing or, or what really gives me fulfillment because those things I want to do, uh, the businesses are kind of fun, but I want to do those things to give me the money and the time to do what I want. I want to be a public speaker. You know, I want to be, uh, and there's two things I want to do with that. You know, I want to, I want to be a motivational speaker, you know, live in a van down by the river, you know, like Chris Farley. Uh, but I want to be a motivational speaker to motivate people to chase the dream, you know, to, to go after what they're, they're wanting to do. And I also want to be someone that can provide applicable, practical knowledge and information that they can implement in their lives right then. Yeah. And, um, you know, so like you had mentioned coaching, I, I don't really do any coaching right now. Um, I, 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 you know, it probably depends on how you want to define things, but I don't feel I'm at a, I don't feel I'm at a place or at a level where I've got a whole lot to offer on that. You know, I think the C I have a lot to offer, but the ceiling is kind of low, if that makes sense, because I can kind of only offer like what I've experienced and what I've done, but I'm continuing to develop myself and reading books. And I'm about to hire a coach for public speaking just to nice. work on my there. And, and um, so the, if I said all of that and wrapped it up into a short answer, I would say, Dave, I want to generate a lot of income through uh, investing in businesses and, you know, probably some real estate. And I want to, uh, be in front of people saying, Hey, the grass is greener over here. The water is great in here. Jump on in. It's awesome. And, and, and pursue your goals and pursue your dreams. It's amazing, man. I feel like you have public speaker written all over you, especially again, referring <laughs> back to your story again, that's why people want to listen. Just, you yep. started with big man. If you could dig up that home Depot receipt, like that would just be the coolest marketing. Oh, ever. that would like, be awesome. Would it? Like, or, or just go into home Depot today and buy what you bought. I don't know. Like it just be that for marketing. Like, look, we started with this. It's just, just amazing to see what, what you could do. Actually, one of our clients, this was going back actually last summer, one of our clients with revive, he's a top guy in like world financial organization. And he showed me a video like it was unreal he was the keynote at their convention and there oh, must have wow. been eight thousand people in the stadium and he's on stage and i'm sitting having coffee with this guy and he was just telling me some of his business you know those quotes you go to that you're like i'm just happy i came out today because it's like he ended up hiring us but it was like it was a, more of like a little business education session but i'm just That's like cool I'm like, man, you have the chance to change people's lives behind the mic. It's pretty amazing platform. Yeah. Well, and, and that's what I want to do too. And, and, you know, and I want to be honest, it's not all, you know, it's not all charity, you know, I get a payoff from, well, one, I'd like to make money doing it. Right. I mean, who does, you know, who, who doesn't want to make money doing stuff? I'd love to make money doing it. 
but the big payoff for me is, you know, I'm an extrovert and I thrive, you know, an introvert gets in front of stuff like that and they need to go hide in a hole for a week to recover. Um, I do that and it gives me energy to want to do more, you know, so I, I enjoy that. I like the attention. I like the interactions with people after the, the engagement and everything. Um, and I, you also want to help people, you know, and so uh, I don't want to paint this like altruistic picture that I'm, I'm just 100% a giver. Uh, I want to get mine, but I do love people and I'd like to leave the world better than the way I found it. And I, that's one of the reasons I love you is, uh, you know, just the whole revive washing thing, you know, just yeah. the, what you, you know, I remember seeing you way back when, you know, when I started, when you started and I thought, this is a cool guy. I like what you got going wow. Goes both ways, man. Um, okay. So I just want to capture some keynotes here. We've got Nashville, you said for a huge convention for next year in yep. August, you said, mm -hmm. and I forget the dates, but it'll, okay. it's in August. Yep. People can already buy tickets for that. Yeah. A lot of people have, uh, just F tickets go up over time, you know, like with most events, the closer you get, the, the more it goes. So just go to thehugeconvention.com. They can find tickets, dates, all that good stuff. Like, man, I want to say this event, like I, I already got it in my calendar. I want to say you guys could absolutely blow this up if that is the goal, just because mm -hmm. I've got friends, uh, you know, in Canada here, for example, nice job, you know, pulled the plug last minute sending their team because our restrictions here are just changing all the time. And I feel like we've been caged up here in Canada for a long time. And just like, and we're just a small part of the population, but I feel like it could totally boom with uh restrictions easing hopefully mm -hmm. in a year from now um is that the goal to aren't you guys already like the largest convention do you want to just keep yeah. blowing it up like what's the plan yeah so and, and i just i want to give credit where credit's due the the mm -hmm. the original owners that we bought it from they're the ones that made it the biggest event in the industry so i we can't take credit for that but we want to continue that and um, I'll say this, we, uh, pun intended, we have some huge things in store for it. Uh, I don't know if I'm, if I'm supposed to share some things, but I'll say this, I think it's going to be very, we might have to change it to the epic convention or something yeah. uh, one day in the future. We got some big plans for it. That's awesome. Amazing. And I guess to wrap up too, man, can you just talk to, let's bring it down a few levels to someone who is new to this industry, you know, what, can you talk about just what, you know, whatever the tickets are, three, 400 bucks, is that maybe even, I'm not sure what the ticket is, but talk to me about spending a little bit into getting your butt out to one of these conferences, just oh, yeah. the transformative effect it has on someone's maybe mindset, let alone the connections. Just talk to us for a couple minutes on that. Absolutely. Uh, so listeners, let me just be very clear. I'd love for you to come to my event, but this is not what I'm about to share is not a huge convention thing. This is just how life is and it's, it's how I do it and it works. It serves me really well. You have to get around people that are better than you. So, you know, I remember I, when I first started learning how to play the guitar years ago and I can't play anymore because I don't touched it for years but uh, I started playing the guitar when I was probably 20 21 years old and the best thing that I did for myself was actually uh, well probably would have been when I got lessons but but aside from that was making friends with people that were really good guitarists because now all of a sudden um, 
you know, I can get better without being around them, but they know the little tweak, the little, you know, Hey, when you're doing a bar chord, pull your arm back instead of squeeze with your hand. And it makes it easier to do the thing. You're like, Oh my God, that's the, that makes it so much easier. Yeah. Uh, so you want to, you, you know, you, your goal needs to be, to be the dumbest guy in the room. That's, that's really what, what you're striving for. And so whatever the event is, whether it's the huge convention, whether it's the, the grass cutters convention, or whether it's the plumbers convention, or whatever the thing that, you know, that applies to you, you need to go to these things. You need to humble yourself and not say, you know, well, I'm smarter than half the guys there. Well, sure you are. So you're dumber than the other half. So go there and learn from those guys, right? And, uh, you know, humble yourself, realize that you can learn from people that you're even more advanced than because uh, they have expertise in certain areas and and then make said investment whether it's you know every year you know i'm i'm spending a minimum of ten thousand dollars on myself on personal development you know uh, if i'm if i'm factoring travel it's definitely more than 10k it's probably yeah. 15k to close to 20 just on different things that i do and courses that i've bought and things like that and you know I'm not a real religious guy, but there's a proverb that says as iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. And the best way to get better is just to be around other people that are better than you. If you went to these events and didn't even attend a class, but you just hung out at the hotel bar with all the other attendees there and talked to them, you're going to leave with something that you can implement right away in your business because somebody there has already solved the problem that you're having. And the beauty of it is you've probably solved a problem that someone else is having. So you don't just get to take, but you can go give. So, um, so I think the biggest thing, and I'm going to say it again, is it's, it's pride and a lack of humility where I think a lot of people get stuck on things like this. And you just got to realize you're not the world's best, whatever. Yeah. You're just not. So make it your mission to go find the people that are and learn from them. You know, it's, it's really as simple as that. Did you have that mindset, man, back in your corporate days, like getting around someone successful? Or do you find that was more like honed in entrepreneur land the last five years? You know, I've actually had that philosophy. I think that was drilled into me uh, from my, my, my football program at yeah. my school, you know, yeah. when I was in middle school, up through high school and everything. And now I didn't always execute on stuff. But I've always kind of had that mentality. And in the last, you know, handful of years here, um, I've really picked up my execution game. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think I've kind of had that mentality for a long time. So yeah. it was just, I was just a lazy, you know what, uh, most of the time. It just dawned on me too, man. We, we both have athletic backgrounds, which is interesting. You, you, I remember you told me that you've got a football background. I got a soccer background, but we've almost added it into our hiring process now, almost asking candidates, do you have a background in sports? Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I played, you know, rec hockey. I did this tournament. I did that. Man, do those people make good candidates on the technician front? You know, if, Agreed. if, if I could ask two interview questions, what's the hardest thing you've ever done in your life? You know, how goal oriented are you? And maybe, yeah, the third would be, um, what's your background with sports? Is it, yeah, we're literally playing a freaking sport of business. It, it's amazing. <laughs> well, you know, th this will make the, uh, the artsy people upset, you know, and, and I love the art side of things that I'm too old and bummed up to, to do sports anymore. So I have to watch musicals with my wife instead. But the, uh, but the truth is, you know, athletics, tends to uh, uh it's a lesser version of boot camp you know i mean i don't want to pretend it's real life like the military and and no you know no disrespect to those in the military i don't mean it like that at all but 
but it's kind of like a lesser version of that. It instills discipline in you. It forces you to be a team player. It, it, you know, it almost forces you to not be a victim. And, uh, you know, so the athletic thing's great. And I, I'll tell you one question. Uh, here, here's a little, little nugget for everyone listening. One of the best questions, because all the ones that you said were excellent. One I would add to that in the interview process is tell me a time that you were taken advantage of. Hmm. And you got to be careful with it because you don't want to like, yeah, you know, <laughs> you don't yeah. want that to go the wrong way. Yeah. But, you know, so I'll say something like, you know, in, in business or in your life. And I'll say now, not in an inappropriate way. I don't mean it like that, but tell me a time you've been in a situation that you've been taken advantage of. And the reason that's such an excellent question is it'll really shine a light on if someone's a victim or not, you know, yeah. do they have personal accountability or do they blame others? And, you know, because pretty much, I think everyone's always been able to give me an answer, but you're going to get kind of two answers. Oh, I was working at this place and the guy was a jerk and he, you know, wouldn't give me the money I deserved. Yeah. Um, or you'll get an answer. Where it's like, Hey, I was working at this place. Um, this guy was doing this thing. Uh, it wasn't right to me. And I didn't, I didn't stand up for myself and, and I yeah. let him take advantage of me. And that second person is the one you want because yeah. they're the ones that aren't the victim. You know, they're yeah. the ones that are going to go out there and, and do what they have to do. Man, it's giving me chills. I, I didn't learn too much in business school, but I took this one class. Uh, I still remember business 203 was organizational behavior. The prof did an hour session on what's called our locus of control. And an internal locus of control says, I take responsibility for everything, right? The good, the bad, you're in charge of your decisions. The external is always, you know, the finger pointer because of this, that all makes sense. It's just it's exactly what you're saying. It just popped into my brain. I'm like, that is such a important life lesson. And if the listeners want a resource on pushing blame, literally buy the book. It's somewhere on my shelf here. It's called that uh, who moved my cheese. It's yeah. Like, have you read that one? I just read it for the first time. Uh, well, I was on 75 hard. So about a month ago, I, I had a day where I didn't pick out a book yet. So I bought a little one that I could read in one yeah. day <laughs> and then get a new book. Yeah. yeah actually, I, I just ordered like five copies of it and I'm going to start making my employees read it. So good. Um, yeah. yeah it, we just started up a book club actually with Revive uh, going on a year now. So I, I pay everyone. Uh, I got a list, a short list of 10 books that they can read, which make them, uh, I think, a better person and also potentially see the big picture how a business works but we pay our our team uh twenty dollars for every book that they read so if they blitz the whole list they get 200 bucks um but the only contingent thing that we ask is a one paragraph can be point form i don't care send it to us uh me or my manager in slack and give us a short paragraph what you liked and what you learned and you know even my office manager read a book the other day she's like i didn't like this book it was so one-sided this and that but i did learn this i'm like great it counts so it's like yep it, i don't know man i just there's we're in such a position where we can help people um yeah they're cleaning houses and sealing driveways but i think it's just so much more than that man you're gonna run into yeah. these people in 10 years at disneyland just be like bobby i remember working with trt and now i'm doing this thing and it I don't know, man. I think that's where the real win is with, with the legacy component. You know, Dave, you're my higher functioning, more accomplished uh, uh, spirit animal. Man. I, almost, I, uh, <laughs> I almost spit out my water, so don't make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, I, that's awesome. And 
actually, if you don't have another meeting after this, I want to stay online with you for a second, and ask you a couple of questions of what you're yeah. doing with the book thing, because that's something I've wanted to do. And I've always, I get scared sometimes and won't execute, you know, because I'm like, ah, if I do it, you know, the guys won't love it. So I, yeah. I want to pick your brain on that. Yeah. Another good book um, uh, for listeners. And, and if you haven't heard of this one, it'd be great for your team. It's actually in the same family as Who Moved My Cheese, but it's um, the question behind the question. Have you read that one? No, I have not. No. Uh, it's, it's a little bit, you know, it's still a one day read, you know, it's just a short book. You can read it. And if you're slow, like me, you can read it in a couple hours, you know, type of thing. And if you're fast, you can probably read it in 30, but the uh, it's essentially around personal accountability is what it is. And which is essentially what, who moved my cheese is, is you're responsible for being open-minded and looking for, you know, those opportunities. And uh, those two books, actually, I'm going to make a requirement uh, yeah. before, before you get to go out and get on the truck, you get to read those two books, uh, yeah. to start with our company moving forward. So that's really good stuff. It's amazing, man. So sum it up, Bobby. I don't have any, uh, I know you got some cool questions then your podcast. I want to hear from you, man. We're always looking for dopamine boost, right? That's why people who've listened this far in the podcast, they want to hear kind of one or two key takeaways. So you've done whatever it is, man, 2 million, 2 2.6, you've done a crap ton of work yeah. in the home service industry in a short time. I want to just give you the mic, man. Um, give us a gold nugget or two. Mm. Uh, and if you keep going, I'll cut you off, but just drop some value on the listeners. Um, and, and we'll close out that way. All right, cool. Uh, so, I actually, someone just asked this about on Facebook, uh, a question that today, they said, what was the thing that you did that made the big turn for your business? And for me, it was around month six or so. Uh, and I, I responded and I said, it's when I realized I actually had to have a business to work on before mm -hmm. I could actually work on it. Yeah. And what I mean by that, is and you, everyone that's listening, I'm sure Dave preaches systems and everything, and he should. And systems are you got to have them in your business. But all too often, uh, I see it, and Dave, I know you've got to see it too. When you because I know you coach a lot of people, is people get in, um, they they're in this industry because they don't have a lot of resources. It's a low barrier to and you know to entry industry, and they hear they read the e-myth and then they hear people like you and josh latimer and brandon vaughn say system system systems and then what they start doing is start lying to themselves and saying i'm trying to grow my business by working on it instead of in it but in reality they haven't they don't even have a business yet to work on yeah. so my challenge would be don't get overwhelmed with those you know systems if you will the time's going to come for them. Sometimes you need a couple of them on, you need some on day one, you know, your sales system would be a really good one to have on day one. Yeah. But, but basically, you know, let your business start to break almost and then fix it, you know, as it goes. Yeah. And don't take that too far guys when I say that, but focus on three things. And these were the things, uh, Josh Latimer coached me on this. I, I'm actually going to do a video. I'm going to go out to the spot in the parking lot that nice. I was in front of Walmart and do a video about this. But I was sitting on a call with this guy that I was a stranger to, and he, he, he let me talk to him on the phone. And I said, dude, I'm struggling. I, I'm not making any money anymore, yada, yada, yada. And he goes, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm working on my website this and my postcard that, and I'm working on this system and that system. And he's like, well, when are you making money? And, and, and he goes, here's the thing. He goes, if you ever want to talk to me again, you're going to listen to me and do 
these three things. And if you don't do them, don't ever call me and ask me for advice again. He said, the three things are you're either cleaning the house, you know, spraying water on stuff. You're either, uh, that's the first one. You're either driving to the bank to cash the check or your boots on the ground marketing. And that's it. You only get to do one of those three things. So if you're not driving to the bank to cash the check and you're not actually out pressure washing the thing right now, all you get to do if there's sunlight is pass out flyers or knock on doors, period. Wow. And I did the month that I had called him, I had $2,800 that we had done that month. I couldn't even pay myself because, you know, much less my son. And, you know, we did, we did not make the bills that month. And two months later, we had our first $20,000 month. Three months later, we had our first $30,000 month. And, you know, we just haven't looked back. You know, we've just been, been pushing hard. And the reason for that, guys, is there wasn't three things that you could do. He just dressed it up. There's one thing you've got to do, and it's market 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 yeah. you got to get in front of people make those things happen and i promise the rest of it that's the easy part yeah. so focus on the marketing if you want to tinker on the trailer or tinker on the website do that when the sun goes down at night mm -hmm. and that will make a difference in your business i promise mic drop man and yeah i always love we start talking about josh and it just made me think the first time i called him i was just grilling him with questions man it ended up being like 45 minutes and at the end he said uh would you mind if we turn this into a podcast i said go go ahead man it's the least, it's the least i can do is turn it into a coaching call so that's why um, i first heard heard of you i heard you on his show and then i actually messaged you from yeah. that and we kind of became buddies yeah that's so cool yeah prop props to josh if you're listening probably not he doesn't have <laughs> um but yeah man it, it's so true the the marketing is I always say, let's get on a sprint to get to a hundred K, right? You should, mm -hmm. I just frame it back to what it was for me. It wasn't until we did a hundred K was I actually like, okay, I can dump my other business. This is a thing. I can grow this. I'm convinced of it. it it's mm -hmm. kind of a thing, but to get there, man. Yeah. Like your nine to five should just be yeah. marketing, marketing, marketing. I still haven't hit a hundred K month myself, you know, in year five, I haven't done that yet. Uh, so I need to take my own medicine actually, but this no, month sorry. I, I think will be the month. Let me rephrase a hundred K for like total annual revenue. So oh, I would well, say well, like, that's yeah, good too. Yeah. 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 You're 10, 10, <laughs> I'd say 10 K months, you know, where we yeah. are in Canada too. A lot of us will push most of our revenue in seven months. Uh, yeah. We get like five months of rain here and, pretty cold temperatures depending where you are in the country but yeah. but yeah i guess we'll end with this might be a whole nother rabbit trail but why do you think owners avoid the marketing like why were you you know you did 2800 dollar month and and you just were like well did you ever think you had to do marketing or you just didn't want to or why, why did you maybe not push it till josh was like kick in the butt go market yeah so the Dave, let me go over just a hair. I'll, I'll, I guess two little questions you asked in there. The first one was, I had my eye on the prize at the beginning. Um, and I started thinking I needed to be a big boy. So I stopped doing that marketing and started, quote unquote, working on my business. And that was my excuse to not do the stuff that wasn't yeah. fun, which goes right into the second part is why do we think you know, business owners, these small business owners that are just now getting into it, don't want to do it. It's real simple. People don't like doing hard stuff. Yeah. It's easy to 
draw up your plans on the proper way to roll your hoses out and do a house wash. It's easy to say this is the best soap instead of that soap. It's easy to put lines on the grass when you're cutting the grass. That stuff's easy. A monkey can run a pressure washer and a monkey can run a, a lawnmower. Literally. They, if you're listening to me and you think you're the best pressure washer on the planet, a monkey can do it too. Okay. So the reason I, th I think the reason people don't do it is it's hard. It's hard to be that marketer guy, unless you have a lot of money and you can just dump money into marketing right off the bat. It's the most lonely, rejectful, discouraging, depressing thing you can do is to wake up in the morning, start knocking on doors and don't stop until the day's over. Because even if you sold two jobs, you still feel like a failure because it took 60 or 100 people saying, you know, slamming their door on your face before you could sell two. Yeah. So I think the reason is, is people want to, they, they find out it's hard. They don't want to admit to their friends that they're going to, you know, not do their business. So then they start doing actions that are empty to yeah. look like they're working on the business. That's what I think. 100% man. The door knocking can just be so discouraging, man. When I did my student, I, I signed up and did a student painting franchise, right? You, they say you can make oodles of money in your first year and was at least wasn't the case for me. And then it got better. But I remember avoiding the whole first year, they're saying door knock, door knock. And I thought, I don't want to, I'm from Canada, right? We're polite. We don't want to <laughs> inconvenience. So I went with the flyering route and, and I probably didn't do enough of them, but I got some work, but the, I started talking again, getting around people who were bigger than I was more successful. All these guys were door knocking. And so the yeah. second year I said, I'm going to just door knock. And my sales moved from 52,000 the first year, the second year I did 105 and it was like, wow. okay, door knocking it is. And just grew from there. But I tell you what, man, it knocked every ounce of shyness out of me door knocking. I, I estimated I knocked on 4,000 doors personally. And it's like, my goodness, does that change who you are as a person and what you feel um, you can actually get done? So, well, I'll say this, I, you know, I, I said door knocking because it's easier to say than flyer. Flyering doesn't make, I don't know if that's a word. We did flyers because I was too chicken to door knock. You know, we door knocked a little bit at the beginning and yeah. I was like, this is discouraging, but we yeah. did, did the flyers. I'll tell you, Dave, just bear with me. I'm sorry. But one, one funny little story. So my son, Caleb, which you've met him. Yeah. No, you haven't. I, I've not met him. I feel I like I know him. him. Yeah. We'll meet yeah. him. Um, so you'll meet him at ResponseCon <laughs> if you go there. So um, yeah. the uh, just doing flyers. Okay. I'll make this short because I know we're on time crunch. Just doing flyers my son all right my man's man of a son he told a story just about a month ago he he brought this up again he goes dad he goes i feel like i can take on the world now and he's still got his his wow. his confidence issues and everything but you know he's come a long long way and he goes i remember i had to go do flyers by myself and i was so nervous just to hand out flyers i was so discouraged i sat down on a bench and put my head down in my hands for two hours one day just wow. to work up the courage yeah. to hand out flyers now he handed them out but it you know and some people are going to listen to that and say ah you big wimps it's just yeah sure we were big wimps whatever i you know it, it, that's what it is but the truth is you know i'm the 6'4 260 pound you know bald you know bull looking guy um this stuff's hard and it takes an emotional toll on you and if you're making it happen 
props to you because you've paid the iron price if you listen to yeah. watch game of thrones and uh and if you're someone that's wanting to do this props to you because you're you're calling your shot knowing that you're going to walk through hell to get to your destination and uh my encouragement is don't be like those eight out of 10 people that fell. Cause I don't yeah. think most of them fell because of bad strategy. I think most of them fell because of they're not willing to, to deal with the pain to get through the other side. Yeah. So well said, man. But a mic, I do have a mic. I would drop it right now. But bam, it, it's uh, that's, that's what separates out people, right? They, they do the things that make them uncomfortable like you did for 75 days. Right. I'm sure you wanted yeah. To have that cold IPA at Disneyland and uh, or Disney yep. World, Disneyland, World, World, Disney World. We go Orlando. big down here in Florida. Yeah, you go big. Okay, <laughs> nice. Well, man, I'm gonna let you run. I'm gonna link up um, to your YouTube channel. I'm gonna link up, um, guys. I'm all about coaching. Bobby's got. You still have your um, boot camp course for sale as well. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The, the I'm gonna, new entrepreneurs toolkit. Yeah, I'm gonna link that up as well. Um, super good for people coming in the industry. Bobby went like zero to twenty k pretty quickly. So, um, I'm gonna link that up. And then, what is the best way? And huge convention. Is there anything else I'm missing, Bobby, where someone could just connect with you if they're kind of new to learning about you? Yeah, if they want to connect, you know, the easiest way you can go to. <laughs> I don't know if you'll beat this out. No bitch zone.com. Uh, <laughs> so N O B I T C H Z O N E.com. And uh, it's an ugly website that I made. It's terrible. So just bear with me, but you can go on there. And then from there, you can find me on YouTube, find my podcast. Uh, if you're on Facebook, um, I think I still have room for 200 friends or something. So you can friend me on Facebook. You're going to hit 5,000 friends by Monday, man. You're going to have to uh, figure, <laughs> yeah. figure something out or start deleting or something. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's not even real anymore. I just, uh, yeah, I have friends on there, but it's like, it's just noise at this point. I can't keep up with it. I remember it's just when I was trying to friend Josh, I'm like, oh, please delete someone and accept me. And then he did. I'm like, oh, it's so good. So kind of just fanboying him, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, well, thanks, Bobby. Thanks for your time, man. We'll, uh, we'll wrap up and uh, thank you to the listeners sticking around this long. Um, you're going to see Bobby's face a whole lot more at conferences and hopefully on a stage one day, Bobby, you'll be selling out 20,000 person stadiums and, uh, you know, giving people some gold nuggets. So thanks. I'll take it. I'll try to do that. Appreciate you, man. And uh, we'll be chatting uh, again soon enough, I'm sure. Thanks for having me, Davis. Definitely an honor, man. A lot of love, a lot of respect. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.